now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. She is the latest person to the beach. She's Kate Gunderson, and I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast here on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy the numeral 4, reality.com. That's where we are playing our Bachelor in Paradise game. Our boys, and that's where Kate's listening to internet videos. Uh, but there's also a Survivor game over there live right now. The challenge is live. A little late in the season for Big Brother and for Golden Bachelor, but those are there as well. Check it out. Play with your friends or your colleagues. Today, we're talking Paradise. We're talking Golden Bachelor, Final Three, Hometowns. A little wacky what's going on there. That all being said, Kate, what is the good word? Good word is I was trying to get us some gossip, but uh, but you know, I, I, that's what you just heard in the background. I can't find any Bachelor gossip this week, so I'm fresh out. Can't trust those gossip sites. I, we, we will have... We will have some some of Bachelor Nation back on our screen uh, this week, if not next, uh, with Special Forces coming back. It was off for a few weeks for the for the World Series, um, so we 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 have some familiar faces over there. I am one episode. Behind. I haven't watched the most recent episode, so I can't uh, cop to saying that. You know, some, something's got to give. We're all waiting for you to crack. So I'm I'm getting to old. My baseball team, my coach. We have another. Five days left of baseball, and and then I then I'll have I'll be able to really blitz these reality shows, get all caught up. Also, Thanksgiving will do me a solid. They'll stop airing stuff a little bit, and then I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be a maniac in December for for all the reality TV. I'm so- Being a good dad is just getting in the way of your reality TV content. I think you need to change your priorities. I don't I don't watch my reality TV until the kids go to bed. So um, we, we did we did have buddy games was buddy games was dad content. Um. But uh, anyhow, um, you don't have any gossip. No, fresh out. I just tried to look as you could, as you guys heard, nothing. Well, I am sure there's something out there. I may have a little shred of something. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, which unfortunately I'm having trouble on my new phone getting logged into that Twitter, but uh, we're working on that. It's uh, not called Twitter anymore. That's you're searching the wrong website. Yeah. Well, if you go to any link, do you know what the URL is? It's still twitter.com. Is it? Uh, <laughs> And After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're at After Reality Podcast. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get Tate, Kate back on the on the TikTok TikTok. And yeah, guys, I've been slacking. And subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Maybe it's where you're listening now. Check us out on their website as well, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Spencer's Gossip Corner. Not a ton of it, but and it's not Bachelor content, but it is reality TV content over at BravoCon, which is going on this last weekend in Vegas. Which Kate. Could have just been a hop, skip, and a jump over there for you. I'm sure all all the pregnant women in America are there partying their faces off at BravoCon. I'm sure. Hey, if the podcast is willing to pay for it, I'm there on my work trip. Let's check our budget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do we have any my airline miles we could use? Right, exactly. Um, hotel points. Uh, there was a panel, and it had people from Below Deck, had people from Vanderpump uh, uh, Rules, from... Uh, gosh, like Southern hospitality, different people all on stage. They're all wearing these prices, right? Name tags. And Lala's up there on stage and Jerry O'Connell is the host. He's wearing a BravoCon staff t-shirt <laughs> and he's up there and there's James lobs out this accusation about like, Oh, you girls aren't as tight as you say you are. Lala, you were over at Sandoval's suite last night. 
And, and then she's like, I was not. I was not at his suite. And, and she's like, well, I saw, I saw a story. I saw, saw your boy toy Logan over there. And, and this back and forth kind of goes back and forth. And she's getting snippy because, you know, that's what Lala does. And Ariana's sitting right next to her. And then it's like, oh, well, Lala and uh, the Cap- Captain Matt from Below Deck Down Under maybe had rode the elevator up with the, uh, last night. Ooh, but, I, I did hear that. Be- and she posted a picture of them together. But then then Jerry keeps pushing. He's like, wait, my my mind is melting. And he's like, I have I have. Look at these goosebumps on my skin. I want to know. I want to know who was in Sandoval's suite last night. And it goes on. And then, like, the end of the clip, they zero in on, our, on Ariana. And she goes, Sheena. <laughs> Sheena was hanging out in Sandoval's suite. Uh oh. Sheena, the, bad friend. He's abandoned the girl gang uh, just for good times to hang out with TC. And after Brock was there, too. Yeah, I'm, I bet that's where it came from. Like, Brock got the invite from Sandoval. But th- that's juicy. Um, I need to catch up. Someone said that they're streaming all of that. Can can I go and catch up on that? I maybe I don't know. I I don't know if it's on demand, but yeah, they were going to stream some of it. I'm sure you're doing the holidays. I'll probably air some of it instead of watch what happens live. They did. Oh, a- that would be great. Yeah, no, I I wanted to see those. I had a friend who went, and just like the content she was sending us was absurd. But she likes every Bravo show, so it wasn't just Vanderpump, which is all I'm interested in. Well, I watch a lot of those shows, and I bet. Um, if I were to go visit there, it would be very similar to when I went to the antiques place uh, here a couple weekends ago, where it was like 20% dudes and 80% women. I bet if I went there, it would be maybe even in a smaller percentage of people. Uh, finally in the mon- minority. Finally, um, this yeah. that's when like the women kind of take over the men's bathrooms, and there's actually like just no men's bathrooms anymore. All the bathrooms are just gender neutral. Well, fortunately, Vegas is a big place. and That's there's, true. There's lots of restrooms to be had, but hey. It might be easier for me to be friends with the the Bravo guys because they're like, oh, like this is only dude here. We should we uh, should invite him up to Sandoval Suite. Exactly. <laughs> that was your chance. You missed it. Yeah, I'm just glad they moved it to Vegas. I felt like New York was too 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 challenging for BravoCon and probably cross cross prohibitive for um, a, lot, a of lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Vegas is easy. Yeah. Anyhow, that was my bit of butt gossip. Let's not waste any more time on that and let's get right into Bachelor in Paradise. So many unknowns this week. Kat had kicked Braden to the curb. Now Kat has been ditched by Tanner, who has dated Davia. We're kind of waiting on for the other shoe to drop of what's going to happen there. Before we get fully into that, we had some some changes in the intro package this week. Kat's Spencer, now- you are the only person who still watches the intro package. You know that, right? <laughs> I, because I like it. Oh, paradise. Uh, yeah, like Kat's now eating her birthday cake in the thing. The wet one. <laughs> handfuls, of, handfuls of it just shoving it in her face. I uh, like it. I appreciate that. And Sam P has been added with a Canadian bikini and perfect. And everything's pretty status quo onto the beach. Um, Tanner, we, we, that's where we left the cliffhanger last week, right? I, I think they were getting ready to chat. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's here to apologize to her. And it's like, Hey, like we just have different personalities. I, I love you as a person for sure. And we have a lot of fun together, but what I want in a wife, well, there's certain things that I want. And we're just, a, we're just different. So this was interesting, especially that he was like, what I want in a wife and like, it's not going to work. I actually found it kind of insulting. Like, not that I'm Kat's biggest fan, but I think he was basically trying to imply that Kat's not wife material. Um, Oh, wait, was she rough around the edges? (laughs) She's rough around the edges. She's not wife material. But I I don't think Tanner had bad intentions. I think Tanner's just an introvert and Davi is also an introvert. And so he probably just like gravitated towards that. He didn't like the drama that came along with Kat. But um, I don't, I think like, I don't know if he got any flack for 
for saying the wife bit, um, but I could see people being triggered by that. I don't see people being triggered because I don't think anyone's watching this thinking that Kat is a stand-up person. <laughs> that she is good wife material. <laughs> yeah, people are right. going, Everyone's yeah. like, ooh, yeah, actually, I kind of agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he was, he probably went to, like, I mean, they had to wait for him to show up, right? He's off sleeping. And I'm sure he's laying in bed thinking, like, what is the best way for me to navigate this conversation and not just and not just flat out say I'm not that into you? Right, exactly. No, he definitely was like putting it off, quote unquote, sleeping, taking his his time. How am I going to sugarcoat this? Maybe I just say like, hey, like yeah. we're, we're too different. I do also appreciate that when he asked to pull Cat, he was very somber. Like, so it wasn't misleading. He was like, Cat, can I pull you? And he like didn't, you know, crack a smile or anything like that. She was already done with him anyway. And, so she claims. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had told us so much last week. But anyhow, he says if, if Tanner was still interested in her, I think she definitely would have stayed with Tanner. Probably. Because she, she didn't start making moves towards John Henry until Tanner cut cut ties with her. This show like is so compact. We'll get to it in a little bit when we talk about it. feels like Brayden and Rachel have been together for days, but Brayden goes <laughs> on just one day <laughs> consecutive days. Um, and it, on he. Tanner, though, he, he went on this date for clarity to give the relationship something to compare to. And like, I just don't think our relationship will continue outside of paradise. Maybe this should have just been the entire conversation. Like, hey, I went on the date for clarity. I wanted some like something to compare to. I don't really think I see us working outside of paradise. I think the only way to ever do this kind of breakup is just to say, we had a great connection. It just happens. I have a deeper connection with person X. Like, I actually think that's the only way to do it. It's the only way that it's not offensive to anybody because like, you're not blaming that person. You're just saying like, Hey, it just happens that I have a better connection with this person. Like I can't control that. Yeah. Like she's like, just so you know, like <laughs> not breaking up with me. I'm, I'm breaking up with you. He doesn't get to do that. Although she was knows- this like middle school. <laughs> she keeps trying to set the record straight on who broke up with whom. And it's literally, first of all, it's on TV and it is recorded. So like w- we can see what the record is. Also, I love how she's like, well, I only let him talk first because I want to hear what he had to say, but I was going to dump him anyway. And I was like, were you though? Like if Tanner came back and was like, oh my God, I realized I want to be with you. She would have been with him. Like, thank you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, she's been crazy for like three weeks straight now. Okay. I was was thinking about this. These are the things that I spend my valuable time thinking about is like, why has she been crazy? And, and, you know, maybe she's just crazy. And I know that the girls um, in Zach's season implied some of that as well but um i think the problem is that she had there was so much hype on cat before paradise i feel like she was on everybody's list everybody thought she was gonna slay in paradise so she like came in too high and the only place to go from there is down yeah they didn't realize that olivia was gonna be the mvp of paradise right exactly yeah i think like it's best to go in kind of as an unknown kind of like under the radar because then you can really establish yourself there but i feel like cat like kind of what um uh, what's his face? Why he didn't go on Paradise? Our favorite person, who's on? Tyler Never Cam- mind, huh? Tyler Cameron. Tyler. Why he didn't go on is because like his his stock was only going to drop, and I think the same thing is happening with Cat. Yeah, it's the the whole Deanie Babies Blake thing. Although it ended up working out for Deanie, but not so much for Blake. Uh, the kind of the the person that came in low under the radar, not a, not under our radar last year, was our girl Kate Gallivan. But she got a little crazy too. If we, if we, uh, but but don't. But hold she's back. just fun. That's just her personality. Don't hold it against her at all. She's perfect. Um, that, so the couples here we have Avon and Kylie, Peter and New Sam, Brayden and Rachel, Tyler, Mercedes, um, uh, Blake. Blake and maybe Jess, possibly Tanner and Davia. 
maybe John Henry and Olivia, and then Genevieve, who I remember from her photo, but that's about it. Um, Me too. No, I have no, no context of her, but I think she implied that she was kind of shy or like low key in that season. Yeah, and she wasn't there long from what I recall, but the girls are excited she's there. Like everyone is nervous anytime someone shows up to the beach. They always look like they just showered. They don't smell. <laughs> Usually like date cards are sometimes handed out and they were given to like Brayden and Rachel, but to like people that are already there. And we ha- maybe that's in the weeks to come where, where people that are already there get some dates as opposed to it only with a new person. Yeah. Uh, the date card is who can you see yourself with? And she pulls Tyler to the side. But then Blake's kind of showing some interest, and Jess is surprisingly look worried. I'm like, well, Jess, like last week, you pretty much told him like, eh, I don't know, whatever. Not even, I mean, last week for us, literally the night before for yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm not super into you, and so she can't. I don't think she has a right to be upset because, like, she knows there's nothing there. She's just feeling vulnerable. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, like Blake does pull her because he gets asked. Talks to Jess beforehand, and then he's off. Good move. I think that was solid. Jess basically cut things off with him first, so he's in the clear. Yeah, I agree. Like, no grounds for her to stand on on being upset here. No, no. And honestly, he is right. He, it's just so it's so crazy how like mature Blake is because he's like, "Hey, with me not around, you can go explore what you want to explore." Like that is how mature Blake is, but also probably how uninterested they both are in each other. The fact that like he has the maturity to say that. It's like you guys got stuck together on day one and are have been, shall we say, afraid to like venture out. Yeah, they were both kind of playing it safe. Because you don't want to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, and I think it was like very bold of him. Or actually, I think it was very like smart of him to be like, hey, while I'm gone, go talk to whoever you want to talk to, which she does. She does more than talking. Yes. Talking with her tongues. <laughs> um, Olivia, though, is she's she's someone else here. She she's trying to get to know John Henry, flirting a lot. She's like, "Hey, I'm coupled up, so happy." Which <laughs> we all know what that means. You're going to be on the rocks here, real soon. Uh, the editor, the editors, they they don't give anybody a break. They when they they very well. Maybe they don't tip their hands to people who've never seen the show before. But for us, the hand is tipped very early in each episode. And now Cat is interested in him, and Braden is like, I I like. How, am, how is it that I'm starting to like Brayden? I just don't like <laughs> But like, Me I still, too. still hate the earrings though. Get rid of the earrings. Um, but he coined this phrase, cats, homie hopping. So I, I also think he coined this phrase because I'd never heard it before. Uh, and it's so, it. so Cal. Yeah. But maybe it's a, maybe it's a real phrase. If not, like he needs to be putting a trademark on that. Cause that is a wonderful phrase. We need some t-shirts, some homie hopping t-shirts. Yeah, I want to see if there's like, um, f- at least if there's like an urban dictionary for it. Um, there is. Oh, it does. And it's from 2013. So it's been a lot around for a while. Will tries to get back at her ex by dating or hooking up with their friends. A homie hopper. This one just says a girl or guy that hops from one person to another. Oh. oh. So, yeah. Um, homie hopping. Not invented by Braden. Well, well, well popularized by Brady. I see the earliest mention from 2003. But anyhow, so, but then we've been here for, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks at this point, right? And yeah, yeah. Three, three. I would say three. Yeah. Feels like three. And now Kat, who's been here the whole time, and Aaron B, who's been here the whole time, feels that it's now a good time to start spreading some rumors about Aaron B and a scandal with some ex-girlfriend situations and 
that Charity had red flagged us to her uh, before she ever came on the show. So many comments here. First of all, the, the most unexpected comment from me. I don't see Charity and Kat being friends. No. Charity and Kat seem like the most opposite people. <laughs> one, one is super chill and one is not chill. Exactly. So I find that funny. But that aside, the second thing is obviously Charity then shows up later in this episode. I think... The produ- this smells like producers all over it. I think the producer said, hey, Kat, remember that tidbit you told us? Hold on to that, please. And then we'll tell you when you can say it so that Charity has a chance to talk about this live and it's not just a rumor that goes around the beach. So I actually think they were like, okay, Kat, you may now share this information. Just seems super sketchball, right? The, to be like, yeah, I've been here this whole time, but it feels like it's about that time to pull the pin out of the grenade and just toss it up in the air and see what happens. Yeah. I also love that Eliza's also been there the whole time and how Eliza's like, I'm not really friends with Kat, even though they've been living together for three weeks. So I don't know if I totally trust her, but she did just tell me this. She sleeps in the bed above me, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> but I will say, with guys, you know, I'm going to say it, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, I think that maybe there is some sort of scandal here. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to that, but Kat is claiming to be the most single she's ever been in her life. And she can't stop talking about John Henry's tongue ring. (laughs) I appreciate this. You know, she's this, this season is not afraid to talk about the taboo, which I haven't even noticed, uh, on the show, but maybe he just hasn't opened his mouth wide enough for us to see. I haven't noticed either. Um, but it does add a level of complexity to John Henry. Who's somehow also been single for like seven years, he said, or something crazy. Well, because he hasn't met an amphibious woman yet uh, that, that lives <laughs> in the water. Who also likes motocross. Yeah. And he's yeah. looking for a very specific person. I don't know if he's going to find this person on the beach. He, he hasn't met the little mermaid who rides motorcycles. Yeah, exactly. He wants like he wants just like a male, a female version of himself, I think, maybe. Yes. Uh, maybe he needs to go hang out at X Games for, um, for, yeah. for a while. He's on this wrong show. Yeah. Um. Enter Becca, who I've never seen before. It was ousted, and, and I know people from bio pictures. I don't recall hers at all. She was ousted on night one of Zach's season. I'm like, why are you here? I, I equally did not remember her. Like, if it was one of those life or death situations in this lineup, tell me who was on Bachelor. Nothing. I would have died. Yeah, uh, She's not afraid to make a splash, and the girls say that the guys are drooling over when she gets there. And her date card says, choose someone and create a recipe for love. And she pulls John Henry first and then Brayden. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, it'd really drop a bomb if she took Brayden out. And she asked Brayden to go. Uh, He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go. But I'd like to have one conversation before I leave. And it's not even a conversation, Kate. It's just like, yeah, go ahead. We'll talk when you get back. What what on earth happened here between like literally wasn't their date yesterday and they came back like like so happy and in love. And then he just like totally wrote it off i don't know what he's like he's like acting like it never happened like rachel is not wrong for her itm comments he is acting like it never happened i i thought it was fine though that she was like yeah we'll talk about it later like because like yeah what claim do i have to you we went on a date right right no 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 i think so too it's just like it does seem like he was just like and then he like picked up becca like that was an act he did and he picked her up and walked her out. Like that wasn't something like she was like, pick me up. He yeah. was like, I'm going to pick up this girl in front of the girl that I went on a date with and hooked up with yesterday. And it took like Genevieve showed up in this episode way earlier. And then they finally go on a date. Like I was like, what happened to that storyline? Or it's like editing or something like that. They went, they did some ocean kayaking. They strapped each other up in life jackets. They seem to really have chemistry right from the jump. 
Yeah, they do. And, and Blake is actually complimenting Genevieve a lot in the ITMs. I do find that like maybe, is he, I can't tell, is he like sort of in, insulting Jess with his Genevieve compliments? Because he kept saying stuff like, oh, she's so mature. She knows what she, she wants. We want the same thing. Like maybe he's implying that like, finally, then what we say nine year age difference that between him and Jess is like an issue. He's creating a juxtaposition of the two. Oh my God. Look at that. Look at you with big, big words, big word, big words. Um, anyhow, they have a beachside picnic. They make out and, uh, Blake being on the date though, provides the opportunity for Tyler to explore some things with Jess back at the beach. And he's like, Hey, I want to kiss you right now, but I feel bad about it. But then he dives in and does it. And they go for it. Like for a while, we should time that kiss. And in, in plain sight of anyone on the cast. Oh, because you know the layout. So yeah. I don't know where that bed, that specific bed is. But like, because they keep looking behind them as if like there are people right near them. I'm guessing those people are probably further away. So those beds aren't there in real life, right? It's oh. beach chairs. But there are two, two of them on the main part of the beach. And then there's the staircase. And then the bar. So if this is, I'm facing the ocean, right? So yeah. beds to the right, the bar, or excuse me, the staircase, the bar, and then there's one of those beds that's further down the, the beach. really far one, which I've noticed before. The one that's more like on the beach and not up against the cliff. Yeah, that's where they were. Which you can see, you could see that from the pool, from the bar, from the hotel rooms. Anybody could see that. But it doesn't look like anybody did see them, unless yeah. they're like saving that for later, because like. We don't get any reaction from Mercedes, right? Unless I missed it somehow. Yeah, I, I don't. And maybe all the girls were doing like their ITMs or something. Yeah. I will say, first of all, Tyler was waiting for this. Like he was like, the second Blake's out of here, I got to hook up with Jess. Which which makes sense. I actually like love Tyler and Jess. And I feel like there has been chemistry there. They just like didn't explore it for some reason. Yeah. He, yeah. He was, he was like a tiger waiting to pounce and pounce he did. Uh, then we go to the Brandon back a day. At the Tantric Kitchen, what what better way to meet someone and get to know them than at champagne, oysters? And I thought it was going to get more bizarre, like like uh, dates of yes yesteryear on on the show where they did tantric yoga and stuff. It didn't, but they did have some intense makeouts. Yeah, they haven't had one of those dates yet, which is always like the most awkward date where they do tantric yoga and then they like marry them in an unofficial ceremony um, after after just meeting. Um, no, I mean, it looked intense. He, Brayden was like singing Becca's praise, like the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Like maybe, I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting. He says this date blew Rachel's date out of the water. Yeah, which is, um, I feel bad for Rachel. Now, okay, so, oh wait, this is the piece of gossip I have. Okay, so last week, the basically the day that the episode of Rachel and Brayden aired, Rachel's whole Instagram feed was about her going on vacation with her gay best friend, which I mentioned. And I was like, she's really playing this up. And now in retrospect, I realized it was like her way of sort of like shading Brayden because she knew that date was airing and like she had probably had bitter feelings about it. And so all of her posts were about like the only person I would ever want to travel with is her gay best friend. Like, And so like I was like, oh, now this all makes sense. Brayden totally burns her. And that was her way of like sort of burning him back in her posts. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, let's go to the cocktail party. Uh, Spencer has no interest in my theory. No, I like. Uh, I just didn't have anything else to add to it. Uh, <laughs> okay, go. Let's go to the cocktail party. Cat, uh, we're back with Cat, and she is wanting to steal John Henry and run off in the corner and make out, which is something we've heard from her a time or two. Just with Tanner, she just wants some tongue. That's yeah. all she wants, Spencer. Yeah, she's she's open mouth kissing. 
<laughs> That's going to be my next uh, fantasy uh, team name. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. Only open mouth kissing. Jot that one down so you can remember to. Use. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's been seeing Olivia. Now Kat's showing interest. And Olivia's getting mad and calling Kat a disrespectful garden tool. Not necessarily in those words. Um, and he's talking to Kat about camping and having a son and wanting him to race motocross and all the things that I'm like, these things would never work with Kat. This is, and it's so funny because Olivia knows it. Olivia's like, oh my God, Kat would like die before yeah. doing all this stuff. But Kat is playing the game, acting interested. She just, she's just chasing the rose. Olivia is very right. Yeah. I mean, Olivia's getting fired up, but she's not giving up, which I like. No. And also, wait, you know what I also love about John Henry? He's like, well, I've been here like the whole time and or whatever. He's been here from whenever he showed up and he's like, Kat's literally never talked to me until today. <laughs> like he is very much aware of what's happening as well. Yeah. Uh, and John Henry tells Olivia like, hey, I like you. You're my I like pr- that. I really like that. You're my priority right now. But I do feel I owe it to myself to explore a few things, which is fair. That's fine. That's fine. But he does then make out with Olivia and he didn't make out with Kat. That's correct. And and Kat is just being really awful and nasty and catty just overall sucky it's really funny because cat is acting like her and john henry have been a couple and she's like can't believe olivia did that it's like i'm sorry wait what are you talking about you literally just started talking to this man today i hope when they do the the reunion on this thing oh yeah she is like i really hope she tucks her tail it's like i'm really embarrassed by my behavior and i need to be a better person (laughs) i don't think she will that's what i need from cat I don't think she will. You know what she's been posting is just like influencer things. Like her post today is like, this is my lip combo from this night. Check it out. Buy it here. <laughs> Check it out. Link link in the bio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then Eliza starts talking to Wells. And she is concerned about this game of telephone from Charity about staying away from Aaron B. Which Eliza and Charity were on the same season. Yes. No, no, no. They weren't. Okay, yeah, that's right, because Eliza was on Paradise. She was on Paradise before, yeah. So she says that she actually doesn't know Charity, but she, like, respects her as a person after watching her season. Okay. And, I mean, Aaron explains his side of things and how he's been accused of breaking up with her, his ex-girlfriend, to go on the show, which he's trying to dispel that, like, that's not what happened. But it's quite a bit of he said, she said at this point, and, like, this girl on social media. and But I also love that, like, he didn't make any sense, like, Eliza's right. She, he was like, he was like, we, there's two girls or something like that. Like he started getting confused and he was like August and then October and January. And there's two girls. And like, I, they think I was dating them at the same time. I was just getting confused about it all. Yeah. Well, maybe he was dating a couple of people, not like in a relationship with them. I don't know. I like, tried to get information. There's like nothing on the internet about this. Yeah. I, that's why I don't think there's a lot of like, weight to it um, I, I i think well I, like, I still feel confident in the two of them as a couple i don't know why i just do um hmm. but cue up charity walking and like i don't really need charity there but whatever he's bracing for impact and jesse is like how are things with your ex-boyfriend she's like well aaron and i left on good terms but a lot's unfolded since then i'm like well what does that have to do with you <laughs> well i think it had to do with her because she got dm'd about it oh which, which I don't know why this girl DM Charity retroactively. She's like real scorned because like it's not like Charity chose Aaron. Yeah, and also so then the girl's like, "Hey, I know you didn't choose this guy, but I'm gonna tell you some dirt on him." Yeah, it's like Charity's the steak and you're small potatoes. So like, why? Right. Why does she care what you have to say? Uh, but it okay. does seem like something confusing happened here because Aaron can't, can't even get his story right. Yeah, Eliza does sit down with Charity, and she's like, "Hey, 
Aaron and I, we hit it off instantly when I got here. What's your perspective? And then Aaron wants to talk to Kat, so we cut away from Charity. We don't see any more of that because he's worried these rumors are going to, quote, ruin his life. Maybe maybe more ruin his life in paradise. Yeah. Uh, and then Aaron's ITMs are all about like being here for the right reason. He does seem really sincere in these ITMs. Yes, he just needs to like really explain to us and the audience and Eliza what the hell is going on because it just like seems very confusing at the moment. Because yeah. even Eliza says like she's like he spoke for ten minutes and I don't really know what he was trying to tell me. If he could make like if if he's not guilty of anything, just give like hey before I went on the show, this is who I was dating. We broke up X number of months before I went on the show. This other girl that is trying to say this, this is that story. Right? Yeah. And then we're done, right? Like He introduced too many characters. Is, is any of what I said concerning you? <laughs> yeah. No? Sounds good to me. Cool. Let's continue with our relationship. Right. Exactly. Um, but that will all unfold next week. We'll get more Eliza and Charity, Dirty Laundry, the return of Genevieve and Blake from, from that date, and the fight for John Henry. I assume maybe we're going to get that big wave wipeout next week with Kat and John Henry. That is true. We should. I am expecting that. I want to see if Bachelor Data has like a timeline about this Aaron thing. Maybe they figured it out. That would be great. If they did. They did not. Damn it! Someone has to. We should. What's be. his name? Zachary Reality. Maybe I'll look at him. That's your homeboy. I love Zachary Reality. Cool. Anything um, before we switch gears to Golden Bachelor? Um. Oh, you know what? You know what? Two two highlights of of the episode that have nothing to do with anything. Blake's eyes. Blake's eyes were so blue when he was at the beach like that just like blew it shocked me um his eyes were a big winner for this episode and then I cannot with all these girls touching their hair and I know I touch my hair when I'm nervous too but Kat. I'm gonna lose my mind Cat, oh man Kat. and then Rachel did it too when Rachel was uh talking like shit about um Brayden or when she was talking about them and like literally I just the, the, the it needs to stop Blake bachelor beach blue his eyes are so blue. It's what crazy. Other, what other B words could I put in there? Yeah, um, exactly. Anyhow, fantasy for reality. Let's check the scores over there. Uh, holy shirts and pants, my squad, 1,420 points. Kate's survival of the fittest, 1,195. But I feel like, I don't know how long this is going to go, but I feel like we have a long way to go. I mean, there's a lot of people still there. A lot of people, at least several people still yet to come. And um, I mean, there are, I don't know, more than a dozen people on the beach probably closer to like 15 16 people i would yeah guess. when does this season end also i will say um i do not think that casa more happens yeah there's not any smoke out there about it no and especially because it was kind of like a, remember how much of a flop it was last year yeah, they just like failed it well they, they didn't stock the pond well enough either no they didn't you're right <laughs> I mean, what if you what if you go to Casa More and John Henry's there and they're like, oh, hey, how oh, you? right? Or no, that's where you hold Tanner for, or or Tyler or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's shift gears over to Golden Bachelor and hometowns. Um, final three would instead of a final four, um, and we'll we'll hit this fairly quick. It was somewhat uneventful, but um, Teresa, we go to her first. She's concerned. Hey, like. I'm older than all these other women. I'm concerned that he has feelings for all them. And I'm a 70 year old woman competing with 60 year old women. And uh, these, these dates are interesting and awkward. All of them, because it's not like vetting someone's intentions or vetting someone's ready, ready to to be married. It's more just like, 
hey, like, are you taking care of my mom or my grandma or my sister? Yeah. You seem like an all right guy. Okay, cool. It's exactly what we predicted last time is like the table. It's kind of switched because like, they're not really going to doubt their mom or their grandma's like judgment that much. You know what I mean? And, um, and they know like, and, and you know what some other, somebody else said this, um, a podcast I listened to made a really good point is that the stakes aren't as high. It's not like they're going to get, have kids, you know, get married and have kids and have this like super long life together. And everybody is like super, you know, invested in, in the next 80 years. This is like, I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to have a decent amount of time together, hopefully like 20, 30 years together, but they don't, you know, it's not like they're having kids together or something like that. So the stakes are just a lot lower. Yeah. Um, I, I usually give superlatives on hometowns. I didn't really do that, but it's a lot of grandkids getting superlatives. So. I think like just cute grandkids. Was it, I think Teresa is the one where it's like three boys. Yeah, they all were just so like, adorable. Yeah. Like my Nana comes over a lot. Uh, lonely. I, that was so sad. Once again, like chicken soup for the soul this whole season. Like, my Nana also does duck lip selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Which she does. I see. I could see Teresa doing that. Uh, Teresa's like, like, it's so funny because I'm from like near New Jersey. Um, and it's just like, Teresa's just like, yes, New Jersey. Like she's just like perfectly archetyped New Jersey grandma. She's a familiar, familiar character for you. She is a familiar character in all the good ways. Um, but yeah, it, it, yes, I, it was uneventful, but in a good way. Gary's thing with all these women is all it's been it's the way she looks at me it's, i think he said it about at least two of the three maybe all three of the three maybe that's all he cares about yeah and he says it there and he we meet some of her sisters and it's awkward because like of the questions i guess like it's more they're selling their woman than 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 the other way around like that's what i mean it's different stakes it's like a complete this is a completely different dating show and you know what i also appreciate is the producers know it's a different dating show so they're not trying to trick us they're not trying to like give us anxiety like the anxiety we get watching the bachelor bachelorette like they're actually trying to like kind of wrap us in a blanket <laughs> this one like it the, like they sealed this thing really well and like the grandkids are like i think you should be our new papa and but then it's even like heartbreaking watching the daughter though and it's like or trying to talk about like it's like my mom shopping for a replacement for my dad yeah i actually think like all of the daughters if we hear from the daughters like the daughters are the ones that um you know get the tear jerkers from me it's because it is i think it's the hardest thing for the children the grandkids don't care and the siblings see you know they've they've seen their sibling date before but children don't really see their parents date somebody else that much you know and we did, we did have a little bit more we went to the boardwalk ferris wheel a profession of love from Teresa, and a fireworks show um but then the most interesting date happened i at least in my opinion me too the benton city washington where we went to see faith on the farm i didn't know she lived on a farm i didn't realize this about her and faith is as passionate about horseback riding as he is about pickleball is how she puts it and my immediate thought, Kate, I want your opinion on this. There is no way Faith is leaving this place. I think, so, you know, like after this episode or last episode, I was like, okay, Faith, once, once Ellen went home, I was like, okay, Faith's going to win. I think we both said that. But now I'm like, oh no, the logistics might torpedo this relationship. I think it's a non-starter. Like he's not. Gonna, he, I don't think he wants to live there either. Because his three grown children and I assume in the Midwest somewhere. What is like, I'm going to pull up Google flights. What is the what is the logistics to get from Indiana to Benton city, Washington? It's, it could even be like a connection and a drive. Yeah. It, it's not good, but no, it's not going to be easy. And I mean, like and faith is not leaving that. Like it's just not happening. 
Yeah. And apparently someone else was saying this, like horses are a lot of work. Like, it's just like not something that you like casually like come and go from. It's like, this is, if you're a horse person, it's like your life. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head and like, and, but she also has a pull to be close to her sons, which would yeah. be and, like, Gary is just like, I don't know how we're going to reconcile that. Yeah. So for the record, um, there are no direct flights from, I guess you got to fly into. But it's been sitting here. I can't even figure this out. Is it's it like an airport. It's an airport called Tri-Cities Airport. Okay. It's it's far eastern Washington. Okay. Yeah. So you have to like, yeah, there's no direct flight. So you have to go to like Denver or something like that and then drive. I actually know someone that lives up in that neck of the woods. And it's, it's there's m- maybe five flights from Tri-Cities or to, to five cities. Right. Okay. So then it's only a 20. If you get a flight into Tri-Cities, it is only 20 minute drive. But still, it sounds like Tri-Cities is not somewhere you fly into. Gary's not in this for a like commuter relationship. It's near Walla Walla. Interesting. Okay. No. uh, And so actually bodes the question of like, consider. Okay. So hometowns is easier because the stakes aren't as high. But because of their age demographic, they have kids, they have grandkids, they like have lives, established places, unlike these 24-year-olds who are willing to like all just move to LA, should Golden deeper. Bachelor have been in a confined area? Yeah, the roots are deeper. It's like you needed all people from Chicago or from LA. Or- yeah, yeah, like how uh, Love is Blind does it. Like you should have, yeah, should they have just done that? Although they did such a good job casting, like all these women were amazing, but- yeah, should they have just chosen a, like the Midwest at least, or or a big retirement area in Florida? Yeah. Right. Oh, they should do this in Florida. It would not be the same in Florida. I would probably not get good feels from it, but they should do it in Florida. <laughs> they could do this at the villages in Florida. Um, anyhow, Faith tells her, her her peeps like, "Hey, I'm smitten with him." Her sister pleads with Gary of like, "Please take care of her. She would love. I would love for her to be happy, and she really seems to be in love with you." And then, like, Gary's out in, like, a sports coat throwing passes and playing football with the grandkids. And I was like, yes, go great or great nephews. I, I think they actually were. I'm not sure if they're grandkids. And then right there in front of everyone, Gary says, I love you. And they make out in front of the family. And I, it was, first of all, it was his idea. And he, but, but it was a situation where he couldn't not say it. Do you think he could not say I mean, he, but he turned to her and was like, should I say it? Could I'll say it if you say it, which was also so middle school. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you I like you if you tell me I, you like me. Yeah. And, and like, it ends up being faith, like, hey, I'm going to count the minutes until I see you again. And oh, this is just going to be, I can just see this heartbreak for both of them. It fits because so of logistics. Well. It's so well, but it doesn't work. I know. Like if they, if they were all, if all three women lived in the same area, I would say it's probably faith. He's the right one, but it doesn't. I know. I know. Maybe he wants to live on a ranch. But he's got his kids and his grandkids. Yeah. And yeah. This is, this was an interesting, I wish they actually spent more time talking about it on camera. Maybe they talk about it more in the next episode. He's the parent and the grandfather for those kids. There's not a grandmother or mother, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Right. Oh, I mean, like, like his kids may have grandparents on the other side. Right, um, for sure. But, wait, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But since the mom is gone, he's the, yeah. he's it. Yeah. 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 Family to them. And yeah. So, Ugh. So it's going to be Leslie. I don't. Yeah. Well, so Leslie, she's in Minneapolis, uh, where she dated Prince, apparently, and uh, she dated Prince. I thought we. I thought we had said that. Maybe I dreamed it up. Um, uh, this is heavy. How she describes how she was young and how he's going to meet her brother, and her brother came to pick her up from school one day when her dad was supposed to have. She doesn't say the words, but her dad took his own life, 
And oh, how did you find that out? She says it. She well, she kind of implies it. She was just like, yeah. yeah she doesn't say she was being polite by not saying exactly that. My my, my brother came picking me up to school and said, "I'm your dad now." Um, which like, man, um, yeah, that was rough. Uh, she's, she describes him as a mensch, and then later on, he's like, I'm looking for another mensch in the family. I like that she defined mensch for all the non-Jews out there. <laughs> uh, my my uh, my point of reference for, for mensch uh, is uh, Wedding Crashers, when he's like, uh, Bobby O'Shea, uh, Seamus O'Toole, uh, a fine mensch. Oh. <laughs> there we go. So you've known the definition for a while. Sorry. I know we're talking about something very heavy. I'm going to bring it back to your Prince fact. You are totally right. Oh, okay. He did date Prince. She also claims that the song Sexy Dancer by Prince is about her. And if you go to her Instagram, she has a picture of her like when she's 25 years old and she is a fox. Is she with the purple one in the photo? Yeah, no, it's just her in her like dance leotard oh. or something. But um, maybe she was part of the new power generation. How did I miss this? Her and Sheila E. Uh, yeah. I also, I also, this is now making me want to go and look up what all of them looked like young. Like now, I want to know more. There were some articles, but it was it was sparingly. It was like five or six people. Right, exactly. Also, I want to know what Gary looks like young. How did we not do all of this research? Well, hey, there's still time. Uh, but we met a ton of people in Minneapolis. She rolled deep with family and uh, brothers. Here is very protective. Doesn't want her to get hurt. But brother says Gary is so out of the box and not the guy she's usually with, which we knew, right? We knew. That. She was the party girl, right? She's the party girl. She dated Prince. She probably dates like guys with motorcycles, dirt bags who never call her again. And and yeah, we we've seen this movie. And it's this is the only one where we saw an, an asking for a blessing, right? Brother gives his blessing, Re- but really the only place where we had a a another like male figure to ask someone that, like otherwise. So I think that's why he did it. I think you know Gary is traditional, um, and so I think. He did it because it was a male figure to ask. I think he would have also asked in Faith's situation too. Yeah. But, and so, like, after this, Gary's in a really, really bad spot. <laughs> like, because now he's in, now Leslie is in love with Gary. And, and she- he said, I love you to Gary, Leslie too. Even though, come on, dude, we know you can't do that on this show. Like, and is in the ITM, he says, I feel like uh, I'm with my person with her. I, was I like, know. What is going on here? This man is going to crush himself. He's in love with two. I think he's in love with two women. I don't think he's in love with Teresa. I think he's in love with two women. Yeah. And Minneapolis, and he's just going to keep crying. Minneapolis, a lot closer to Indiana. Um, I know exactly. It's not It's not hard. But all, all three of the women show up to the, the, the rose ceremony gushing to Jesse about how they feel about what they heard from Gary and Oh gosh, what a mess! I know. I wanted Jesse to be like, "Oh, and what he said." You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like Jesse knows too much and had to like kind of keep a straight face. But first, Rose goes to Leslie, and then Gary. The waterworks begin. He sets. Has it up- there been an episode where he hasn't cried? No, no, absolutely not. A drinking game. And he sets <laughs> up the rose and has to take a minute. And he is on the front porch of this place, cursing and feeling like he's going to throw up. You can see, like, they're not expecting him to go out there. There's like a twelve foot step ladder out in the middle of the <laughs> and. It's a final rose cliffhanger, and he knows what he wants to do. He tells Jesse, eventually. I'm like, why isn't Jesse with him? Go, Jesse. Um, so I think he knows. Okay, wait. He just doesn't want to do it. Okay, but if it's sending Teresa home, I think it's just because he feels bad. But what if the curveball is that he actually sends Faith home because he knows the distance won't work, and he's just like, I should get her out 
of the process now. So I don't lead her on more. I shouldn't hurt her anymore. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that's why he's crying so much, but then it kind of sucks if he sends faith home. Cause then it's obviously Leslie. And so like the last two episodes are kind of be like, so then we have our format, right. For, for the next season of this, it's gotta be geographical, the geographical, geographical. And, um, who do you think between faith and Ellen would be the next golden bachelorette? Where does Ellen live? Florida. Yeah. Florida, like just logistically producer wise, they should probably just go with Ellen. She's got that pickleball spunk. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll see. I th- I'm probably, I say she's from Florida. I'm just verifying. I just, she we- seems Florida, like Jew, Jewish foreign Florida. You know, there's a lot of Jews on the show and Delray. I'm Jewish. So woo. Delray, Delray beach, Florida. I mean, you, where, you where, nailed where, it. where else do you play pickleball five days a week? Florida. Exactly. That's true. Hey, sometimes in California too. I get palm springs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyhow, next week, Women Tell All. Uh, we will, I presumably see the end of the rose ceremony to lead into the Women Tell All. You think? Because they told us that we're going to have the woman who is eliminated. Oh, okay. <gasps> okay, good. Oh, good. I can. I couldn't wait two weeks. We don't have to wait two weeks. We only have. No, we have to wait like three days because we record on Mondays now and it's on Thursdays, which is all confusing, but it works fine. Very good. Any um, final things? Um. I just love the Golden Bachelor. I just it just makes me happy. So I hope it all works out. Yeah, fantasy for reality is still faith overwhelmingly leading the season. And uh we'll see how it shakes out. See who goes home next week. And remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, After Reality Podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening, leave us some feedback, give us a like, do all the things. Check out our website, afterrealitypodcast.com. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley at fantasy for reality and excuse me at fantasy, the numeral for reality on Instagram and Twitter. And Kate is where Kate Stern Gunderson on Instagram and the TikTok. And guys, I will one day get back on the TikToks. So you can do it. <laughs> I can do my, if I can do the after reality sports cards, TikToks, you I know, podcast. you're, you're, I, how do you have enough time for this? Uh, you, I'm, I'm, I'm a one take kind of guy. Boom. I'm, I do it. And, and I'm good. Um, I just you just got to turn the energy on and, and get going. Uh, but I uh, appreciate everybody hanging with us. And until we chat again, we remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.